0: hello and welcome to we cultivate podcast where we grow you where we heal you and where we transcend your life i'm your host alicia and i cannot wait to speak to you Welcome to We Cultivate Podcast. I am your host, Alicia, and I am so excited to get this going. This has been a long journey. It's currently still a long journey because we're doing some upgrades, some updates to the scenery. So next time when you guys see, it's going to be a little bit different, but we're we're getting there slowly but surely, but nothing's going to stop us. This episode is titled, Who Are You? And a lot of people do not really know who I am. Some of you guys do, some of you guys don't. So I just wanted to do an introduction about who I am, how I grew up, where I came from, and just a little bit about me and just me being a little bit more vulnerable, right? So first off, hi, my name is Alicia. A.K. Miss Robinson. I am a Mrs. I am your girl. Married. Yes, ma'am. Um, I have five beautiful, obse- exceptional, right? Gorgeous, beautiful, wonderful children. Okay. I am also 30 years old. Okay. Don't forget the 30. Okay. 30, but young. And I have a wonderful husband i grew up in riverside california raised by my grandparents and it's been a long road for me to get to this point i created this podcast because i want to make a safe space for people to have realistic conversations yeah. about things that are going on in the world with them and the things that we see have been through and to make a platform out of it where people can come and just talk and be their selves. It's almost like a therapy session, <laughs> but just more of a way where we can express ourselves that is realistic and not the way the world wants us to perceive it. Perceive you having a struggle, perceive you not being real. I believe that the internet is mostly smoking mirrors because it doesn't show the process of where someone really came from or what they've been through so i want to show the realistic side of things and i'm super excited about this journey so let's just go ahead and get into it my grandparents raised me and my parents lost me at a very young age Mostly because my mom was a teen mom and my dad was, quote unquote, a cheater. <laughs> and my mom said she was not fin to do that. Shout out to moms for standing on business. However, down the road of not making the best decisions, my mom ended up in a relationship that wasn't very good. And the person that she married was a very, very, Okay, emphasize that, very abusive toward me. I very hear my mom talk about conversations, but when she does, she does mention that even she took some of the licks as well. But, you know, when I sit and I process what happened to me, it reminds me of a lot of factors that played a role when you have someone beating you like a slave, it does something to you, right? It really hinders you long term. And that's the reason why parents, it's very important who you know is around your children or child. You don't want certain people to have access to your kids Just like anyhow kind of way, which is probably why I'm so overprotective over my children because I've been through so many traumatic situations as a child that most people would have been on crack for a very long time. Because most of the things I've been through, a lot of people have struggled with, but I've lived probably most lives than other people, to be honest. And... I think that what really brought my memory was, and it always sticks to me, unfortunately, I, I don't have very good memories as a child, but the memory that sticks the most is being dropped off at the house in the middle of the night in the freezing cold. And I always tell people this story because it's a great reminder of how blessed I am now to have Have my children with me and not to have them taken by CPS or deal with any of those kind of things in nature and to have a great husband that treats Not only my oldest child. That's not his great, but like his but also To be in a loving environment and so I didn't get that as a child i really lacked the fundamentals of understanding how it was to be loved and so a a lot of people sometimes i come off you know very harsh sometimes and my my husband says who was like mean to you who was always yelling at you as a kid like i want to push them over (laughs) because sometimes like i just that's just the way i grew up you know and unfortunately um, that has still taken parts, effects of me, but I honestly I thank the Lord because I've overcome many strides in my in my coming to where I'm at right now. Being the way I was dropped off, it totally wasn't just a regular dropped off. I was dropped off with the no clothes and. I had marks from here to Timbuktu. That's how bad it was. And I didn't realize as a kid how bad it was until I was put in a room with a CPS investigator to analyze the marks on my body. Okay, so it was pretty traumatizing as a kid. Then I had to deal with the separation of my, being separated from my mom. The severity of coming back are coming from foster care back to my grandfather's house. I don't think anybody really, really realized what I've been through in the foster care. That was the first time I actually experienced being locked in a closet with a boy to be sexually assaulted. And I was probably less than six years old at that time. So I was going through a lot of changes, not just physically, but emotionally. And I don't think anybody w- realized how much help I really needed to overcome the problems later on in life. That's why I'm a really big advocate for like seeking therapy when you have been through a lot of traumatic experiences and you've been through a lot of different things because... You don't know the effects of it and the doors that are attached to those problems. So I always try to advocate for people to go see therapy and get help for traumatic childhood experiences because we've all been through something. And you know, as a child, I, I struggled. I struggled one because I I feel like. I really didn't have any friends growing up. And on top of that, the big transition from going to my grandfather's house, which was my mom's father, to my dad's mother. And I struggled even more, I feel like there, because I, my, I was trying to figure out why my dad wasn't around and why his mother was taking care of me. And he was visibly, literally, five minutes away from me. I I couldn't process that as a, you know, young nine-year-old or young eight-year-old, you know, I couldn't process that at all. And I almost felt like it was a setup. (laughs) Why I say that is because I'm like, not only do I feel abandoned, did I feel abandoned there, but I for sure feel abandoned here because I have a dad that he lives like not even close and he doesn't want me either and he's taking care of his other children and stuff like that but what about me and that's how i kind of felt a lot of people didn't look at that like my point of view and so it was just like a brewing tornado for problems as a young girl because your dad as a woman is supposed to be the most impactful person in your life and when you don't grow up with a man figure uh, in your life you end up having problem men problems literally you do because i didn't have a strong even though i had father figures they were absent because they weren't there enough to let me identify what a father figure was supposed to be and how our men are supposed to treat you so i didn't i was looking i when i got to a point of interest in boys you know i i struggled Um, in that area. And I was very mischievous at a very young age because I had been exposed to so much at, you know, um, at such a young age, I've been exposed to much. I mean, I had, I was living with, uh, I don't want to say too much, but, you know, a, a very close relative of mine was addicted to porn. And so I was exposed to that at like, you know, six years old. So I was already knew too much for my age and I was very secretive, which was another thing that I had was like a part of me too, because I didn't say nothing to nobody. There was a point that I had traveled um with my grandmother's um family at the time and I went to another went to Chicago and one of my cousins, I believe, I don't know if there was a cousin or not, because I was too young to even remember, was you know sexually assaulting me there. So it's just like that followed me all of my life. And I couldn't get away with from it. It didn't matter what it is. And it, it stayed with me. You know, I, I, close relatives doing things to me. Just people that were too close to me doing stuff to me for a long period of time. You know, when you get older, you start processing things and you're like, wow, I've really been through some messed up things. So just being abused for half my childhood wasn't the to the to go right that is like the the nail on the hammer of all things because you don't think we could happen me you know It, it did happen to me but it also made me such a stronger person but I had a lot of issues at a very young age and nobody got me help for it even when it came to, you know, my teen years, I struggled a lot, I struggled a lot. And I was very, very suicidal at a very, very young age. I was already, you know, having sex at a young age. I was doing a lot of things so young because that's all I knew, you know? And I didn't have the firm education that I needed And my grandmother was honestly, bless her heart, she was just too freaking old to really help me the way I needed to be helped. So when it came to, you know, my father actually coming, you know, uh, in trying to communicate with me, I didn't want to hear anything when I got into like, you know, 12, 13 years old, because I was pretty much like, who are you? You know, you're nobody. You didn't raise me. You didn't do anything for me. And that's the kind of how I felt when it came to both my parents for a really long time. I felt like you guys can't tell me nothing. There's nothing for us to talk about. Who are you? Who are you? Like to me, like you're nobody. So I really struggled with that. My grandmother was very, very strict, which didn't help. It was like added on top of the, the more of the pile of dong that i was already dealing with and which also wise kind of like i struggle in certain areas dealing with people because i felt like a prisoner i never really got out to play i never really even i did a little bit i didn't go out to you know i didn't do much because she was so overprotective of me it actually kind of caused me to be sneaky. I was drinking at a young age. I was smoking at a young age. I was doing things so young because I she didn't create a safe enough space for me to come to her as uh, you know, and just talk to her. I just locked myself in the room. It's probably why I have such a bad habit now of just constantly being in my room because I spent 20 years of like, you know, 15 years of my life being inside a room with my door closed all the time. So it's just kind of like by habit almost. And, you know, I don't blame her, but sh- I knew she was just simply too old to understand the what I needed as a young girl growing up. Yes, some of the things that benefact- benefited me later on, it, it didn't always help my, I feel like it, it impacted my mental health because my grandmother was very, very mean sometimes and I don't blame her, but I think she was under a lot of pressure and a lot of stress because of the things that she's been through. Uh, You know, our family history hasn't been the greatest. You know, my grandfather got caught, you know, in infidelity while my grandma was severely sick and it put a very hiccup in our family generation. So that caused problems later on. I'm so happy to see my grandmother has such in a better spirit about it because she's so much wiser in age. But I see what it affected her. And then on top of that, I was growing up with my other brother, cousin, (laughs) that was also affected by his background and issues that he was dealing with from his previous father. And so it it didn't help because my grandmother was raising two kids financially on her own and seemed like nobody gave a crap. And I really, that's the reason why I really uh, give hand claps to single mom because I was a single mom and really by choice. Because when I got to a point of age in my um, teenage years after I graduated high school, I fell into I'm grown now, but even before then, I was kind of like already it, already to the point because I didn't meet my mother until I was about 15 years old. And how I found her was Google. And I had called my mom, and she start. I remember she just started crying because she hadn't spoke to me in over 13 years, and I felt like that was even a traumatic situation for me because I had to tell my mom that her dad had died five years ago and she didn't even know. No one was able to get a hold of her. And that was pretty impactful on me as well, because I was thinking that, you know, maybe I can get a hold of her and she could be able to help me but when i actually met my mom i had too much resentment toward her and i basically started chewing her out before i even got to really know her and the reason why i kind of been was like you have this new you have this kid which is my little brother and you have yet to explain to me why you abandoned me and I was very upset. And I was probably like 15 years old. And I was already getting into fights with my dad like fist, full on fist fights. I was probably. The Tasmanian, the Tasmanian of the family because I was fighting these people, literally. And no one understood why, like, why is she doing this? Like, no, I had a lot of built up anger and hate, hatred toward these people. You know, my life has been really crazy and I've been through a lot to give people the advice to tell them that the current situation that they're in now is not going to determine their situation later on. So I hope this encourages people to know that it's always going to be a brighter side of things and to not give up because you learn and you grow. I've had some good days, I've had some bad days. I've probably haven't been the greatest Friend or the greatest sister cousin auntie or whatever but you know you learn and you grow and you figure it out the best way you can I honestly believe that life can either make you or break you and I have been through a lot of things that have helped me understand why I do what I do Growing up in those certain circumstances, I learned that life is kind of like a curveball. It goes up, it goes down, it goes around, and sometimes you just have to roll with the punches, literally. I think being a mom now, I realize that you have to have the courage to understand that life sometimes is not just the bad things, but it's also about the good things. My grandmother instilled a lot of good values in me now as a woman that I see that have been left out of society and the way people view things. My outlook and my thoughts are completely different from other people because I know that sometimes... Things don't happen the way we want them to completely happen. And I always take accountability and I always try to be transparent about things. Even when it comes to being a mom, now that I'm older, I kind of see why kids don't come with manuals and how it's really important to care about not only your mental health, but the mental health of others that you're around, and to not be in so into yourself where you miss it. It's been a long journey for me, you know. Um, I struggled with relationship problems along, you know, a, a, a lot of times in my in my life, and even with coming to just having friends. I just always found myself by myself, you know. Even though with all my accomplishments, having a degree, being, you know, reputable as far as a great marriage, financially, I still f- usually feel like I'm not where I should be at. And sometimes that can be a little toss-up. But I really try to be a positive sport in the growth, right? Because a lot of times you want things microwavable. And then when we get them, they only last for a short period of time. And I try to enjoy the process of things because everything takes time. Even, you know, doing this, it's like, I literally have to attend to my children and then come back and tend to my children and come back and I have to do this. I have to do school. I have to do business stuff. And I'm being pulled from 3,000 ways. But at the same time, it's like my discipline overrules my wanting. My discipline overrules the things that I want to do because I know it's not about me and God has brought me a long way to understand that this is not about me it's about the people that are in front of me and behind me and on the side of me and I have grown so much the relationship I have with my mother and my father are great you know because I decided that I wanted to have a relationship with them and I wanted to know who they were as individuals, not just as my parents that gave, you know, brought me into this world, but also about them and their way they grew up. And so I have compassion for them besides all their mistakes, because We've all made mistakes and and no one's perfect. And despite that, growing up, even with those traumatic experiences, I've had so many more wins. And when I say wins, I mean to overcome things that were... Detrimental, and a lot of people always want to, to place the blame on their traumatic experiences. And I've never been the person to do that. I just always try to be the person that wants to be greater and wants to be better. And I've made um, you know mistakes, and um, re- you know, I in relationships in different places and even with being 30 now I look back and I was like I look I can reminisce and think that hey that wasn't a good call but it's okay because you can't cry over spilled milk right you can only just move forward and be a better person growing up going to high school now I'm in you know uh I feel like I was always just not a part of the group, if that makes sense. It was strange because I felt like I have a bunch of people around me, but I felt so alone. And even with the struggling of, you know, being suicidal and not wanting to be here, I I felt like at that stage, that was, it should have been like an indication to somebody. But no one is like, it's like you're screaming out loud, but it's silent. In my teenage years, I, I learned to just cope, and I coped by, you know, starting drinking and all those other things. And that's the reason why I feel that as a parent, to not be so strict with my kids because. I don't want, they already have the world to fight, you know, why should they have to fight me too? And that's a perspective I've learned from other people that have children. And just me being a child that was extremely sheltered, that's even affected me now that I'm older today about dealing with certain people. And the reason why I speak on, you know, not being overbearing, but allowing your children to grow into the person that you want them to be, but most important, the way that God wants them to be. I believe that everything is a process. Everything's just a process. And I want people to know that regardless of what things look like, feel like, or sound like, your today might not be tomorrow and your tomorrow might not be next week and I really take what I've learned and my experiences and I want to give it to people so they know that they have a fighting chance, that they know that life is a box of chocolates. (laughs) You never (laughs) know what you're gonna get out of it. I mean, your girl has been through some crazy stuff. I've have stories for days i've had friends here and friends here i mean now that i'm in my 30 i can't even count on my hand how many friends i actually really have to be honest that i can actually say this is my friend i can call them and tell them i'm in need it's not very many and but i appreciate the people that are here because i know that the way i'm going the places i'm going i know i can't take everybody with me and That used to sadden me a lot. It used to sadden me a lot because I wanted to take care of everybody. But I know in order for me to get to where I'm going, there has to be a sacrifice for me to get there. And that's unfortunately, it has to be me getting there without the burden of everybody else. I will be able to lift everybody once I get to the place where God has called me to be and I'm still learning that place and where he wants me to be so even this like is putting myself in a different atmosphere which is bold because I want to be bold in the way that God has designed me to be bold I've dealt with so many things and got to me and- bad hands i just feel like what else do i have to really lose i don't have anything at this point but the lungs uh, the the breath that are in my lungs or the air that's in my lungs at this point right but life has been amazing um besides the trauma um I definitely want to advocate for those that are have been in, through foster care and stuff and to women that have been dealt with domestic violence, abuse, and child abuse, and sexual abuse, and all those things, and to let them know, too, that you matter and your voice matters, but... Don't let that stop you from getting to your next destination, regardless of where we all have gone through. I hope this just encourages you to not stay stuck because of something you have been through, regardless of what happens to me or has happened to me. I've feel very privileged (laughs) to sit down and have these conversations because most people have not gotten to my age to talk about these things. I'm still blessed because I can go down and talk to my elders, (laughs) hitting with the elders, right? My elders and get revelation from them about the decisions they made so I can make a better one and this is not you know to shame anybody because we have all have a story and this is mine and who i am so i hope you guys enjoyed this this was a long journey coming i'm so excited to film again (laughs) uh do, I hope you guys had your tissues and you guys didn't cry. But um, I hope you guys held it down. And you guys enjoyed this session of me and who I am. So I hope you guys tune in to the next pit stop. <laughs> the next show. A.K.A. Okay? You drop some gems of what you guys thought about this. And what are you looking forward to in the next episode? I love you all. I hope this blessed you all. I hope this also gave you guys something to learn about me and who I am. Uh, besides all the crazy stuff, your girl is on the road to her doctoral degree. woo woo. I just accomplished my presidential lifetime achievement award. I also have really some really great things coming up this year besides the podcast. I'm definitely looking to get some sponsorships, so if you want your business sponsored, make sure you email me and that link is in the above caption. Also make sure you guys follow all their social media platforms at we cultivate podcasts. And I think that's a wrap. I can't wait to talk to you guys again and and like I love to say ciao. And that's a wrap for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell and follow us at We Cultivate Podcast on all platforms. Drop your comments below to share us your thoughts and we appreciate you and we look forward to hearing from you again. Until next time, take care.